any of my fucking Pokemon mm -hmm. because I don't know what I named most of them because most of them don't make any sense. It was just the first name sounding sequence of don't get okay name sounding sequence of syllables uh, that came into my head. I know that you're trying. <laughs> I refused. Okay. I refused. That to was let so you. rude of you. I just I, know. I needed my drink. My my throat is parched. <laughs> is it parched, guy? Yeah. <laughs> um Welcome to Fitzgay We Play. Welcome to Fitzgay We Play. Where uh, the show where Aaron Dupuy is taking a big old shit. My name is Kai, my pronouns are Z her hers. My name is Hannah, my pronouns are she her hers. And producer Aaron, who's currently taking a big old shit. His pronouns are he, him, his. And we love him very much. And we love him. He's a poop boy. But there's, so I've named two Pokemon Aaron Dupuy, and I do remember these because they were funny. There was the Vigoroth, which I think is the most Aaron. And then, you know, the Pokemon Aaron? Mm -hmm. I just named that Aaron Dupuy. That's funny. Yeah. I like that. I thought about naming it Aaron Foster, but I thought it was funnier to have two separate Pokemon named Aaron Dupuy. Yes, I fully agree with this. <laughs> um... Pokemon Go is tight, and you should add me on Pokemon Go. The My trainer code or whatever is in the highlights on our Instagram page, which yeah, is yeah. at GayGamers, G-A-Y-G-A-M-E-R-Z. And you should add me yeah, because I need – well, A, because you should, and B, because I need, like, a couple more friends to complete a quest. So. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone else yeah, does too. add me on Pokemon Go. Uh, shout out to CJ, who uh, they and I are – almost to like the super friends rank oh, fuck yeah. on Pokemon Go where That's we can so battle each other long distance. Yeah. So, because we've been sending each other so many gifts and shit. Yeah. So, shout out to CJ for being my best Pokemon Go friend. Yeah, you and can be Hannah's best Pokemon Go friend yeah, too. They're a level 40, so they clearly never stopped playing, yeah. which I'm kind of envious of. There's a guy who works at our shop named Zach, and he's like level 40 because he never stopped playing. Some people loved it. So I mean, I loved it, and yeah. then I didn't, and now I love it again. It's yeah. so fun and soothing. I wish there was more to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, like, it's kind of a perfect length, except when I'm, like, depressed and want more to do. So yeah. then I'll just, like, go and sort all my Pokemon again. <laughs> and that's why last night when I couldn't sleep, I renamed them all to the first. I was very depressed and high and extremely tired and exhausted because yes. I'd had a panic attack. And I uh, renamed all of my Pokemon with the first vaguely name-sounding sequence of syllables <laughs> that that's delightful. entered my brain. Um, anyway, hey, Kai. Hey, Hannah. What's the gayest thing you've done this week? Oh, I don't know. Um, the gayest thing that I've done this week is something that I'm doing tonight, which is uh, going to see Slater Kenny, which oh, I'm, I'm so very excited, excited about. Uh, this will be my first wheelchair concert, which I'm also very excited about. Um, we are going with probably the most lesbian ensemble that we could, ensemble, ensemble. ensemble that we could connect um collect connect, uh, connect and, collect. and collect um <laughs> we're going we're going with one of our friends in front of the show wendy mm -hmm. um and obviously host hannah and no are going together host of no exit podcast um uh because my ticket was originally supposed to go to my ex-girlfriend uh that i broke up with earlier this summer uh -huh. um and as a result we decided to take another queer and Hannah is taking uh, lasagna. Lasagna, her guest for the, in, in in another lesbian type situation. It is certainly a lesbian type situation. Is what I'll refer to it as. Uh, um, and we're both just in these severe L word drama type dyke situations. Are we? I don't think there's anything severe. Severe. Oh God, Tori. She didn't get anything. I don't think. I, she I saw her put her I pad I on, the mouse, her on the mouse pad, but I don't um, think she clicked. 
No. Tori, uh, I swear to Jesus. Well, I mean, severe L-word type situations can also be Dana's got breast cancer or whatever. That's also bad and sad. Like, I'm saying it's not a bad and sad situation. <laughs> no, it's not a bad and sad situation. In. No, you're not wrong. It's just like it's the L-word why, has... Why, why did you compare that first to Dana has breast cancer, one of the worst, baddest, and saddest storylines Because I thought I was just L-word. arguing that it was like the L-word, not that it wasn't bad and sad. Yeah, but like that, I'm just saying like, why was that the first comparison that came into your head is Dana has breast cancer. Because <laughs> I thought I was, weirdo? I was referencing the fact that like I have a sudden and quickly developed illness and I it's guess. like some sort of like creator's bad scripting move to get me out of the I show. Guess, in the but that would season. be like if you knew it's different because it would be like if we had known Dana had breast, had like been in remission from breast cancer for years Okay, and that's a then, different story. You're right. Because what happened was Dana suddenly was diagnosed with breast cancer yeah. and then was dead. That's like, true. It was. It's like if you had been fine and then suddenly you had ba- like the the uh, accident had like put you into a disability space. That's what it would be like. Uh, fuck me. I didn't think. I've been really depressed. Like too depressed to do anything. That's gay. It's gay. Um, pretty much have to smoke weed to be able to handle my day. Ooh, which gay. Is so gay. I'm high right now. As a matter of fact. Oh my god, gay. Waked and baked this morning, and I've had a bunch of iced coffee, uh, cold brew coffee that is so poorly done and strong that there's so look how many coffee yeah, grounds are at the bottom of my cold brew. Um. And so that's pretty gay that I had a complete meltdown last mm-hmm. night slash yesterday and I reached out Slash to, last episode. Yeah, slash last episode. Um, that uh, I uh, reached out and I had to take Kai to the hospital. Uh, oops. Oops. And uh, he's fine. Um, I'm fine now. And I, I t- we'll leave it up to you whether you want to talk about why you're no. at the hospital. Okay, great. We won't. Um I, yeah, was, like, trying to activate my support network. And so I sent a, a text to my friend Taylor, who lives, shout out to Taylor, who lives in the woods in Yosemite. And she called me and we talked for, like, an hour and a half. And that was awesome. And I cried a lot. And then later I had a mental breakdown and had Wendy bring Kai and I to Jerusalem. And they both held my hand while I sobbed and cried. Um, so that was pretty gay. That's probably the gayest thing is I, I'm having – bad mental health time and i'm going to see slater kenny tonight yeah very excited yeah, about also I'm slater already, kenny situation yeah i'm already wearing the outfit i intend to wear tonight because it makes me feel powerful oh boy i'm gonna have to change why i want to wear an outfit that makes me feel powerful good i forgot we were going to this concert tonight i forgot it was tonight is it's what happened tonight. earlier yeah, yeah and hannah reminded tonight. me this morning mm-hmm. oops I mean, I'm glad I reminded you. Yeah. Me so it wasn't too. like six o'clock and be like, hey, you're going to get dressed for the concert? And I'd be like, you're like, what? what? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Hannah. Yes, Kai. What video games are you playing? Uh, the only thing I think I've played in the past week has been Sayonara Wild Hearts. Give us a little taste of that. <laughs> Uh, break me off a piece of that kick bar. I'm trying yeah. to do the mode where, the yellow mode, where you have mm-hmm. to play the whole... Is like, it called yellow mode? Yeah. Okay. It's called yellow arcade mode, um, which is forgivable because they're Swedish. And I think it's endearing when, like, uh, Scandinavian people say YOLO. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people with fun accents, when they say YOLO, it's endearing. It's when Americans say YOLO, it's not delight. If it says YOLO, that's not... But if it says, uh, yeah, YOLO... That's fun. You know what that I'm saying? That is fun. That's fun and cute. Um, it's adorable. The Swedes are adorable and gigantic. Um, and it's where you have to play the entire game, like every song, every bit in sequence mm-hmm. without dying once. 
Which is hard as fuck. It's extremely difficult. I can get about six levels in. Yeah. Uh, c- like consistently and reliably yeah. now. Um, but it's a lot of time that's and impressive. mental energy. I it mean, does. That's the thing. The game is so forgiving normally, right? But mm-hmm. then you put it into a different mode and you're like, oh, this game's so fucking hard. It is, I will say, not nearly as enjoyable to play it this way. Sure. Because one of my favorite things about the game uh, is. You know, you have to restart. It's just so abrupt. Like, getting a game over is so abrupt in this game um, that it removes a lot of what is enjoyable about the game. So I actually don't like the – I want to do it just to say I have, but I actually don't enjoy the yellow arcade mode very much. It's very stressful for me. And part of what I like so much about the game is very, very soothing, Mm -hmm. um, which I started to talk about last week, and then I had a breakdown. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I didn't end up talking about how – it's very queer last mm-hmm. week. Do you want yeah. to talk about that for just a second? Yeah, you of course. It too. So your protagonist, you start out playing as this clutch, sad, soft butch who is wearing a long, clearly like men's button-up white oh, shirt yeah, 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 yeah. underneath a slightly oversized sweater. And like the shirt's so long, it pokes yeah. out of the bottom of the sweater. It's a good look. Rolled up like tight jeans and like flats mm-hmm. and is longboarding when you first see her. Yeah. Uh, and it is such a mood. Like, I wore that exact, I didn't longboard, but I wore that exact outfit, but in black. Yeah. Um, to work the other day, because I was so and fashion. And it looked in- very and good. With boots, because I was so fashion inspired by the mm-hmm. protagonist of Sayonara Wild Hearts. And then you turn into this, like, amazing, like, hard, fi- like, femme biker god. Yeah. Superhero with a fucking mirror of Venus patch. It's so tight. On your fucking shoulder. And you have this magical girl transformation. Yeah. It's so like magical girl anime. And it's Swedish. I thought it was Japanese because it's so like magical it's girl anime magical inspired. Girl. There's even a level called Doki Doki Rush. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's so colorful. Um, and so you, all of the enemies in the game um, are these like badass fucking biker babes mm-hmm. in masks. Um, there's, very powerful. All, all a lot of very powerful here. Very cuts. powerful. And they're all based on different tarot cards. It's yeah. the gayest game. Yeah, it's the it most really is. fucking sapphic game. Yes. I tell me what you think about this. I interpret the um I sort of interpreted it as like a Scott Pilgrim narrative, but good and not toxic. Yeah. Where I interpreted all the enemies, the varying enemies, as her exes. Yeah, I, I got that. I yeah, got that vibe. That's how I interpreted that. It was very sapphic. It's like you have to beat your own, not even evil exes, your own just hurt exes. Um, and then at the end of the game, where you in the, pre- so all through the game, whenever you fight a boss, you like wind up for a punch and you uh-huh. punch them to death. Um, and then uh, at the e- very end of the game, you go back through and there's like all of the exes kind of turn into you. Mm-hmm. It's so sapphic again. Yeah. This sounds like a, this sounds like I'm describing a dream that I had. It really does. <laughs> this sounds like I'm describing a mushroom trip. Yeah. Um, and all the exes sort of turn into you, and then you wind up, and then you smooch him on the cheek, and mm-hmm. it's very gay. And I cried the first time it happened, I think. Yeah. Because it made me feel so many feelings. I think the whole game was born of a sapphic that had a, a very important tarot reading after a breakup. Yes, which I think is a fair analysis. And then it uh, became this game. Yes. With uh, very good, like, Euro pop electronic music. And thank God it did. And thank God it did. And all the color. I didn't notice this at first until I read um, Jenna Steber's review yes, of Polygon. Yes, thank you, Jenna. That uh, all of the color palette is bi- the bisexual yes, flag. Yes, it is. It's all like bisexual pink and blue. It's remarkable. It's it's fucking remarkable. Um, it's great. It's amazing. It it's very soothing. High. Uh, it makes me feel so soothed. Like yeah. Just listening to the music makes me feel soothed. But with the visuals and everything, like it it slots into this place in my brain and makes me feel sane. And I knew I was very unwell earlier this week when I was not enjoying playing that game. Yeah, yeah. Um. 
Yeah, it, so it's qu- so queer, and the whole thing is about like it's. Ki- it reminds me a lot of Grease, the game, mm-hmm. not the musical. And I asked that the first time that was born of my mistake. Yes, <laughs> uh, but uh, where it's all about like triumph over your own self, mm-hmm. essentially, and like learning to like. exist with your own self in love and not you know whatever like defeating your demons essentially um and uh and like learn stuff from the people that you're in relationships with absolutely and like learn to not vilify them Mm -hmm. essentially um and like restore balance to your own life and at the end she's like wearing another very powerful sapphic outfit yes um where she's wearing a t-shirt like a graphic t-shirt with mm-hmm. the sleeves short sleeve t-shirt with the sleeves cuffed up yeah um tucked into tight jeans with yes. a belt which is an outfit i wear often and, and playing like, acoustic guitar yeah it's strumming an acoustic guitar yeah. on the floor yeah uh it's so gay dude we at the end one time we were watching it started doing the breathe into my hands bit yeah. from fucking but i'm a cheerleader yeah. it was just like so breathe into my hands it has yes worthy. Big dyke energy. B-D-E. B-D-E. Um, it's an amazing game. It's really, really fun. It's really, really, it's pleasing in every way, sensorily, yeah. including like, well, maybe not like taste and smell. I haven't tried it. Um, but it's, uh, I have not tried to eat Sayonara Wild Hearts, no. I'm open to it. I'm, I'm also open to it. What do you think it would taste like? A sour Skittle. Okay. Um... I want something like smoother than a sour skittle. Like, mm. I feel like it would taste like a Werther's. Nope, <laughs> definitely not a Werther's. Uh, like a rainbow cupcake. Yeah, all right. Like a really good vegan funfetti cupcake. You know what? I, you know what I think this game would taste like? What? When we ate that love cake on the porch of your aunt and uncle's house yes. after we smoked a joint yes, on the yes, beach, yes, yes, and yes. it was the most holistic. That whole night was the most holistically like soothing experience in the world that's what that game would taste like Ooh, fuck me up it would taste like eating love cake in roberts creek canada when you're high from shitty beach weed yeah that Uh was the shit dude it was the shit that ruled fuck um you should play sayonara wild hearts yeah you should it's only like 16 dollars, and it's a truly delightful game it's a very good deal and a playthrough depending on how good you are at the game uh a playthrough only takes about an hour Mm mm-hmm uh, so it's a good way to just like kill an hour or two. Hey, Kai. Hey, Hannah. What are you playing? Um, I uh, have been working my way through Control, but I haven't felt super inspired to play it recently. Um, because it's kind of hard to focus on a game where the storylines I really want to get them when I'm like in so much in pain all the time. So I'm playing Untitled Goose Game, which is one of my favorite games. Uh, one of my favorite things about Untitled Goose Game is that. Um, the first time I played it, I was just giggling to myself on the couch. <laughs> you were. It was so and delightful. And Hannah kept turning over and uh, being being pleased and delighted by my couch giggling because uh-huh. it's just such a a fun, funny game. It's um, got a delightful soundtrack as well. Um, and one of my favorite things about it is that everyone thought that it was going to be a sandbox game, but it kind of has a story and has kind of like to-do list quest type things that you uh, have to do. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do them, but you sh- have to do them to unlock different areas mm-hmm. of the game. Um, but uh, you but can play it. you don't have to do them it. in any particular order. Well, you do have to do them in an order, yeah. In order to unlock the next area. You have to, like, so one area unlocks another area. Right, right, but what I'm saying the tasks area. in that area, yeah, you no, don't, you don't have, have to do them in a, in a particular order. order. Yeah. Uh, whatever order makes sense to you if you want to do the 
tasks, but you can also just play sandbox. Mm-hmm. Like there was recently um, somebody <laughs> on the internet who stole literally every single thing in town that they could steal and threw it into the pit uh, <laughs> from which you were birthed. So good, it dude. It was so good. So good. It's um, That's such bonnet, like goose energy. Yeah. That's such goose energy. You, you can spread your wings and flap them, and you can honk, and you can pick stuff up, and you can duck down. You can't fly. You can't like... You can run a little bit, you, but you're, you, you, like, your the way walk you run, is so sassy. You can like pat, 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 pat. Yeah, yeah, you can pat, and you get the little noises, and it's very cute. It's so sonically pleasing. It's very sonically pleasing. It's very visually pleasing because they didn't – pleasing in like, like every sense. Yeah, it's pleasing in every sense as well. They didn't like personify the people too much, so you're not like – I don't know. So I was feeling less bad about the pranks that I was pulling <laughs> on them. You were but, like giggling to yourself on the couch and you kept going, yeah. the boy, I've locked the boy in the phone booth. Yeah, I was come so delighted. Boy, come get your toy. Yeah, it was a very gay goose that I was uh, role playing in that moment. But uh, yeah, it's just so delightful. And the and the little to-do list tasks are just really fun to watch mm-hmm. the townspeople respond to them like emotionally and physically what's going on for them as you're uh, pranking them. <laughs> I just did a little like oh like delighted face yeah, touch. Yeah, it's it's very good. Deafened face touch. I I like them so much. Uh, I like the I like the goose itself. The goose is a very charming protagonist. It's a I great goose. Say. Um, top, and my favorite goose, personally. A top favorite goose. And the last to do list item before you get all the bonus ones is probably one of my favorite like sort of plot twist that I've ever seen in a video game ever. It's just such a little delight. And oh, it I'm implies so, so much about this goose and the goose's history. I'm so excited. And you get a greater feel of the story of the goose. Incredible. Um, Untitled Goose Game is 100% worth every penny, I it's would say. It's also only like 14 Yeah, you hours. get, you get, uh, I mean, the game itself probably, the objectives would take probably about two to three hours, depending on how good you are at puzzles, which for me is not very right now because I'm on some pain medication. Um, and on top of that, it can just be played as a sandbox game, which mm-hmm. is pretty much unlimited hours. Right. Um, and I'll start getting into that a little bit more because you can just make up kind of whatever you feel like uh-huh. doing because the characters are so interactive and very good. Yeah, you can like create your own story. Yeah, yeah. You can add to the narrative. It's yeah. like it's its own fan fiction building machine about a goose. And it's so um, – I was I forgot to mention that about Sayonara Wild Hearts 2 is that the like none of the characters are like – uh, fully personified, like they're all behind yeah, masks, yeah. With, like whited out eyes, and so it makes it like they could be like hot and powerful, but it makes them non-specific enough that you can kind of project your own sapphic exes onto these people. <laughs> the thing about Sayonara Wild Hearts that I think could be improved upon is its lack of fat representation, though. I completely agree. Because yeah. all of the uh, people in the game do have very similar, like sleek, svelte body types. Mm-hmm. There's some of the um, if you look. They just are in flashes, but some of the wolves have a little bit more, like, a curve to them. But it's sure. definitely, there's not fat representation yeah. in the game. It could be improved in that yeah. way. And I think that would be good. But uh, Cyanar Wild Hearts is a remarkable game. Yeah, Untitled Goose Game is also an awesome game. Yeah. I bought them both because they were both so cheap mm-hmm. on the Switch store. And I'm very grateful you did. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's really cool, I think, that uh, we each got, like, I will play the rest of Untitled Goose yes, Game that you did you for Cyanar Wild Hearts. But between those two games, each of us found, like, a perfect game for us. Yeah. Um, that, like, Sayonara Wild Hearts is kind of the really fast version for me of what Untitled Goose Game is, the really mm-hmm. slow version for you. It's very uh, calming and soothing yeah. to play Untitled yeah, Goose Game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, 
the foil of Cyanar Wild Hearts in yeah. that it is also sensorily pleasing in like every way, but in a really like all the music is this like really like pleasing and delicate like kind of piano jazz. Yeah, um, that speeds up when there's like something dramatic happening. Yeah, totally. It's very good. Yeah, it kind of it has like a silent film vibe yeah. in that way. Um, and like when the goose is running and there's like the little pat 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 yeah, and yeah. the piano will speed up. It's great. It it's is great. awesome. Hi, everybody. Hello. It's producer Aaron on the mic. And it's still Kai. It's always Kai. It's always Kai. It's always been Kai. Uh, Hannah has a period situation to work out, and I cleared it with her that we could say that. Yes. Uh, we got it cleared all around. We're very excited to be talking to you about Outer Worlds today. Outer Worlds. Oh, wow. I clipped. Ooh, boy. Let's try that again. Okay. Very excited to be talking about what now? Outer Worlds no, today. No, now you clipped. Fuck. Oh, great. You know, it's hard to do this. Outer, it's hard outer to talk worlds. and run the thing today um, today <laughs> all days um outer worlds is a new game coming out from obsidian mm-hmm. a producer whom we love whomst, developer um and this uh developer did one of aaron's favorite games of all time Baldur's gate um back when they were called what was it again black isle, black isle. yeah and uh they also did uh Fallout New Vegas, which is one of my favorite games of all time that I've played probably like 15 times or so. Um, It's an excellent, excellent game, so I'm very excited for Outer Worlds, and we have been talking about it since E3 before. I have no idea if it was this year or last year, but we've been looking forward to it for uh, this whole time, and there's some new news that came out today that Aaron informed us about. Aaron? Yeah, so um, Outer Worlds is a very... uh... It's, it's an RPG game, first and foremost, yes. which is what Obsidian um, really focuses on. It's stat, skill, and trait-based, um, and a lot of dialogue trees mm-hmm. and, and options. Um, it seems very cool. They're letting you have a lot of personal choice, uh, such as anyone in the game you can murder. Oh, um, wow. Even, even important NPCs that you need to like complete quests. So in some cases, the turn in for a quest will switch to like their next of kin or something like that. Um, well, other that's times, good that they have a system for that. <laughs> other times, you just completely lose that quest line. Ah. But that's based on your decisions. Yeah. And it's not like a checkpoint game. Um, but I've been checking it out, following it. It comes out at the end of this month, which I'm very excited about. Yes. One of the controversial things that they've announced. Let's hear it, Aaron. Is that there will be no romance. Um, let me quote from this Polygon article. Please. Um, so what they say is we're pushing the idea of integrating your companions into a lot more of the events that happen along the way. In our conversations, companions can interject. Their skills add on to your skills. If my intimidate skill isn't high enough, but then Felix is here with me, we can push through this convo and get a different option because he's there with me. Wow. So it's a lot more about them influencing things along the way. Um, so that's cool. That's a cool component. I like that very much. And, And again, this game is all about giving you choice and control. The one thing they won't have is romance. Um, the developer said, we really wanted to focus on you role-playing your character, developing unique personalities of your companions as fully fleshed-out people. Romance, he said, is a tendency to funnel gameplay and temper the decisions players make in-game in unusual ways. Uh, this is all from Polygon again. Mm. Uh, we had to pick what we were going to put our time into. Other people have explored the romance angle in different ways. We felt like sometimes it kind of water downs, waters down your role-playing because it turns into this mini-game of how do I seduce this or that companion. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of the things we felt wasn't really where we wanted to focus our time. Um, yeah. So I don't, 
I've never been one who's big on romance options. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of fall more in line with that producer mm-hmm. um, in that I feel it often feels kind of like forced uh, in a lot of games. Like that's one of my complaints with Baldur's Gate 2 is that uh, y- there's a lot of really forced romance options mm. that I just don't think are necessary okay. for my enjoyment of the game. Um, and I, th- I think it, it can really get in the way of me feeling like I'm having a real I'm interacting with a real person when it's kind of, I feel it feels shoehorned because I think it can be done lazily or to mm-hmm. be done really well and I think that's kind of what they're speaking to. That's my yeah feelings. But I'm curious. I know you two love the romance options. I love the romance options. Now that I've had now that I've read the article and had had my input, I'm gonna pass it back over to Hannah who's back. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> uh, she's in. She's in. Hey Nick, do you have a driver's license? Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke for two and people in the room. Yeah, well, um, and at least nine other people who may or may not listen to this podcast. Fun, fun, high quality stuff there, uh, Hannah. And anybody who's seen Jamie Loftus's Boston Was Girl yes. or that specific production, which was excellent. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so basically, uh, I uh, so my favorite kind of kissing. I love romance options space kissing. in games. Yeah, or space kissing, whether or not it's in space, fantasy, uh, old timey kissing, times, uh, if it's with pirates, if it's I'm into that also. I'm into most types of kissing. And uh, the thing is, I am also very into the friendships that I've developed with characters. Yes, ancient Greek kissing. The the friendships that I've developed with the characters in the games. Mm -hmm. Like, I care a lot about the the relationship building and mm-hmm. I like getting rewarded for building relationships more so than I think I need those relationships to be romantic. Yeah. Um, and I think that I have an interesting frame on this personally for this game and this example, because uh, my current closest relationship is one that is not a romantic one. There's no kissing. There's no kissing. Um, sometimes they're soft head smooches, but that's <laughs> mostly as a deterrent when I'm acting like a shithead. Well, yeah, but that's also my, sometimes as a reward. You use a squirt gun on cats. That's my squirt gun. His gentle yeah, kisses. It's true. Um, <laughs> when I'm doing something too chaotic. Yeah, that's just a, it's a soothing. It's a soothing energy and action. Uh, however. Yes, and I think that that gives me a different mm. view of this because I do view those friendships as equally as yeah. Well, you have an interesting, interesting view on vital. this in general because you are, I think, a rare kind of person who doesn't make any distinct distinct distinction. Sorry, my my high perpetual my my highness and perpetual migraine gives mm. makes makes me stutter. Yeah. Um. Uh. You don't make any distinction, and you don't have any like distinguishment between uh friendships and romantic relationships you know what i mean like there is no be- line yes. for you between a romantic relationship and a friendship. save the boundaries that are determined between the yeah, two people absolutely. Involved. like individual boundaries but you don't in general you don't view those relationships any differently no um which is interesting i don't th- i don't know but i don't think most people are that way no i mean i have i have generally no idea but to me this sounds just as engaging as would any other game that oh, has yeah, relationship totally, options totally. i i think it sounds very engaging and i'm excited for it and i will enjoy it and i'll be a little disappointed that there's no kissing i get you that can't, i just like having the option like what i like is a game where you can romance anybody because i like the option of being able to kiss anybody you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i in general i like the option to be able to kiss anybody if it comes up 
I get like, that. I love the option of conceptualizing whether I want to kiss somebody. And in Outer Worlds, even if I really want to kiss them, the game won't let me. And even if I feel like they would want to kiss me if I asked, the game won't let me. And I don't like that. I'm sorry. The game is keeping me from my space kissing, and I think that's homophobic. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean, okay? <laughs> I is, mean, okay. Is this is this bit not worthy of your play? It, this could very well be um really excellent uh, asexual and aromantic representation. Oh, no, I totally could. That's my other thought but with it. I, counterpoint, I am asexual, and I very much enjoy video game space kissing. Yes, so, but you're not aromantic, and somebody who's aromantic I, might not like video game space kissing. Simone de Rochefort likes video games. Yes, I'm just saying, like this character, this uh, character could be asexual or a romantic representation. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm just saying that, like, the game won't let you explore that. You're not making. What I'm saying is the game. It's not making a dedicated choice to say this character is ace. Make a conscious choice to not kiss if you don't want to. You can play a no kissing Mass Effect run if that's your your bag you could Caden will make it difficult for you and so will Liara but you can yeah, but you, you can, can get do there it. you can stand fast yeah. I've turned Caden down um and you can have a no kissing run if that's your bag and you can just be very good space friends with all your space buds but you want the option to have a kissing but you, run is what you you're remain saying that choice yeah you can have a kissing run or you can have a not kissing run I want a game where you can kiss anybody or nobody if you want to I also want to normalize friendships between people because I I feel like we don't see enough of that in video games even though there's a lot of video games that are about friendship I agree and I just want both options that's all I want then I respect I want a robust friendships I want a friendship system that is as robust as the romance system Mm -hmm. and but I want both things to exist I I I understand yeah which is why I like Mass Effect so much because I feel yeah I feel like I two times I've played as lesbian shepherd. Uh, the first time I really fucked up my romance with Liara Oops. because I slept with trainer in the third one and then accidentally ruined my two game romance. Yep. This time I not only played all the DLC, including the Shadow, Shadow Broker DLC, which, which is, is all. Hard. It's first of all fucking incredibly <laughs> difficult. Yes. It's so difficult that I did the thing that I only do with incredibly difficult video games where <laughs> I throw all physical needs to the wind and I will not sleep or rest until I beat this yeah. level because I, I can't, there. I can't, you went to bed and I, I kept on until I beat it. It was like four in the morning yeah. because I could not stand the thought of having that to do later. <laughs> I just never would have picked up the game again. Fair. I would have thrown all of my Mass Effect of paraphernalia in the garbage if I had not beat that in one setting. But you did it. I did it. And then I, so, but I, what I'm bidding at is I feel like the the romance with Liara is as developed as the friendship I have with Garrus. Um, and I just, I like I the I feel like the friendship kiss. with Garrus is underdeveloped. And part of the reason why I feel like I'm so, like I'm, I have developed a friendship between Shepard and Garrus is because the fact that in one of my previous playthroughs, in a lot of my previous playthroughs, they had a relationship. Mm. And I don't know, it feels like uh, running into an ex that you really liked at like a bar, but it's fun and we like it. Well, you're being friends with your exes, which yeah. is the sapphic experience. Which is the sapphic experience indeed. Um, so my shepherd, I realized today in this moment, is canonically bisexual because she has dated a variety of crew members uh-huh. of various genders. And she's friends with most of them. And she's friends with every single one yeah. except for what's his face, the mercenary in two that's named like Zane or something. Oh yeah, that guy, the guy that I've never played with because I didn't bother. He's installing. a Republican. Ew. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I'm saying that like he's a Republican. <laughs> yeah, he's a space Republican. Yeah, he's basically a space Republican is he dad. Like a, a and hum- I don't need approval from my space Republican dad. Is he a human chauvinist? Is he like an alien Yeah, he's like a human. Uh, yeah, he's totally a speciesist. And I'm not into that. Because that's how that manifests in the Mass Effect Yeah, universe. that's how Ashley was. That's why I killed her. <laughs> yeah, Ashley sucks. I don't like Ashley. I saved Hot her take. in my second playthrough just so I could like have made both choices. Yeah, and Caden is the obvious choice. He, I love Caden. By three, he's, he's a good character. He's, he's bi, bisexual, and he's a good character. Yeah. Um, by three, Ashley still sucks butthole, and you can't kiss her. So I can't. I don't even get that from her. You know, <laughs> I can't even kiss. I'm her. sorry, Hannah. Is there a requirement in your relationships in life also that you have the option to kiss maybe if it comes up? I said at some point during this rant that I like having the option to kiss anybody if it comes up. Okay. Or make the decision not to kiss anybody. I just like to know that option's there. I yeah. like, And what that translates to in my real life is I like to have people in my life who I feel safe enough that if we ended up kissing, I would never feel weird about it. Yeah, solid. Or I would between enjoy it and laugh about it later yes would be the spectrum of ways that i would feel about it i love that but i would never feel like Egh. and there's a couple people yeah. i've cut out of my life because yeah. i feel about the fact that i've kissed them and I, that is very indicative that of is something. such a good instinct i mm-hmm, like that very mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. sometimes that uh indicator can mean that that person maybe uh doesn't brush their teeth as much as i would prefer yeah um but, but which is not to say that, that person's a bad person is what i'm saying <laughs> Like a directed dig. <laughs> it's guess, not. There's multiple okay. people yeah. who I are in my life who are like that. People and it's a pleasant experience. Well, solid. I love that. And I still would if it came up. I wouldn't like seek it out. Like I love you. I have no desire to kiss you. But if we ended up kissing, I wouldn't feel weird about it. Nice. We would just be like, okay, it's kiss- kissing. I guess. Kissing. I guess. Kissing. I guess. Um, I enjoy the act of kissing. Is what I'm saying. No, I agree. I, I feel like, like I would feel I would feel bad about it right now because I did accidentally purposefully chat my lips the other day. You did what? Accidentally, purposefully chapped my lips, Hannah. Can you explain what you mean? Yeah, I knowingly was playing with my lip ring and also like nervously biting my lip. Um, And I knew that I was doing it and I knew that it would chap my lips and I kept doing it anyway. So you're saying you made the sound? Or no, it dried out your lips? Yeah, it dried out my lips. I'm confused about the word chap my lips. So you purposely dried out your lips? Accidentally though. Okay. I purposefully did the so action you, you would accidentally bad. secondary effect. Fuck, dude. So you would feel bad if we kissed because your lips are gross and you made them that way? Yes. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Not just us. any Me and anyone, Yeah, really. you wouldn't, wouldn't kiss anybody because you're purposely ruining your lips, I guess. Even Carrie Brownstein, I guess. I guess. I guess. Does she ruin her lips? I don't think she ruins her lips. What are you talking about? I'm just saying I wouldn't even kiss Carrie Brownstein oh, right now because we're seeing Slater Kenny tonight. Because you wouldn't it's want a her reference. to experience your disgusting lips yeah. that you're ruining. Yeah. They don't. They look fine. No, they feel They feel all right. Um, <laughs> You just borrowed chips. Do you still have my chipstick for the No, moment? dude. You have it. No, I don't. No, you don't. I don't. Uh, I think you? it might be on the table somewhere. It's right it. there, dude. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I would kiss it. Oh, Carrie boy. Brownstein. Can I have that back, though? <laughs> Brownstein almost anytime, any day, unless I was like really sick. And even then, I would she just. She has concerts to perform. I would tell her beforehand, I'd be like, listen, Carrie Brownstein, I know you want to kiss. And believe me, I, I also want to kiss. kiss you more than I want to kiss almost any living human being. Yes. And I'm very sick, and I just want you to know that, and I want you to have informed consent going yes. into this kiss. I also is what I, I would also say to Carrie that. Brownstein. I, I say that to, to Tori every time I smorch her little head uh, if I have a cold. I don't. Smorch. Smorch. Like a. A cat kiss. A cat smorge. Yeah. That made me have to pee. 
<laughs> that made Aaron have to pee. Oops. Um. Yeah. Every time I don't because cats can't get human cold. No, I know, but I just like Tori to have informed consent. <laughs> okay, fair. And she says, "Meow." She mostly doesn't say anything, but sometimes she'll yell. Sometimes, sometimes she'll, she'll yell. yell at me. Um. Yeah. I while Hannah was talking earlier about Sayonara Wild Hearts, it smorched Tori's head and face a lot, mm-hmm. and she put up with it, which she was did. very That's nice. I she really did. appreciated that. Earlier, I was patting her butt a lot, and she uh-huh. was just kind of dancing along to it. Yeah, and we then were she looked up American and she went, idiot. Ah! He was very good. Oh, yeah. Hannah's Hot Tracks. Yeah. Give us some Hannah's Hot Tracks. We, uh, Kai reminded me of the existence of Green Day's 2004 album, American Idiot. I think so. And uh, how much I used to fucking love that I album. I fucking love that album. And still love that album. And it was like an album that I listened to at a couple of very like important and traumatic times in my yeah. life. Um, and so I have a lot of like attachment to it in that way. And uh, we listened to it this morning, and it, it was fucking very good. it it hauls ass. It does. That album rips. It's so good. Yeah, it was it's, excellent. We were talking about it was in that kind of heyday of uh, bands putting out like like especially like post hardcore bands and like um, I don't know just like indie bands uh, putting out like concept records. Yeah, which um, were all like rock very operas. Good. Yeah, American Idiot, fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Parade, excellent, fucking excellent, incredible. Excellent. Uh, I didn't know about it at the time, but um, Decemberist, Decemberist's Hazards of Love came out Excellent. around then, and that's one of my favorite albums. We watched that entire album performed live in concert once, and no, that we didn't. was oh no, we didn't. They just played some songs from it. They didn't play oh, the whole really? album. Oh really? Okay, I yeah, thought okay. it felt like the whole album. The way no, they, they played, played some it. songs, but yeah. they didn't play the whole album. They played a, a shortened version of the album, basically, because they, they just played, played a few songs. Yeah, they played a few songs, but they played them in order, which is yeah, what but I'm they saying. only they only played like. Two, two or three songs is oh, what really? I'm saying. The first two songs were from uh, Crane Wife. Well, it felt like they played them for a lot longer is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Um, fair. Uh, but yeah, so uh, American Idiot's really good. Yeah. It's really good. And you should go back and listen to it. And I had this thought this morning. I was like, what if this album didn't have the like cultural connotations that it had because it's Green Day? Like, what if just like a different band had come out with this album? What if like some artsy band put out this album? Or some band that was more known for, like, theatrics put out this album. That band a, might be a lot bigger today. Yeah. Well, it's just a fucking... It's not even about the band. It's just, like, I feel like it would be a much more, like, respected album if that was the case. Because it's a fucking amazing... I yeah. wonder if Grammys and shit. I don't know if that means anything. But it's a fucking excellent album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were saying earlier that when you were younger... About the fags thing? Oh, yeah. That's not really that important. I but just it think was, it's, I it think was, it's fun. It was... Um, interesting for me to track uh green day says fags a lot in their songs um which is a slur uh both used against and reclaimed by queer people um there is debate in the community about who has the right to use that word but uh hannah and i believe that we do uh we think if you've been i mean we think any i personally i won't speak for you think any queer person has a right to reclaim that word but specifically if you've been called faggot in hate you have a right to reclaim that word. Uh, if you haven't, I don't know that you do. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, experienced life as a lot of different genders mm-hmm. and a lot of different sexualities, including that of a gay man, which is the traditional definition of fag. Mm-hmm. But I've seen that be the most 
uh, utilized uh, slur against uh, queer people yeah. of all types. Yeah, totally. Um, and I've been I've been called faggot. Like when I went to the U, mm-hmm. um, I'd be walking around and I got called faggot. Yeah, multiple times just like walking around on the streets. So there. Green Day uses that word a lot in their songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, is something that I noticed um, when I was a kid and when I was like very young, I would still sing it. And then I went through a period of time where I wouldn't because it felt disrespectful and wrong. And now, again, I'm back to, like, singing it because it feels uh, celebratory. Mm-hmm. And, and empowering. Empowering, especially because Billy Joe Armstrong is a bisexual mm-hmm. man. So it's conceivably yeah. his word. Yeah. I'm um, sure he's been called a faggot. Oh, yeah. I mean, Look I remember at, the amount of eyeliner he wore in the early 2000s. <laughs> Look at like, that, man. Like, that's a man. thing that'll get you called a faggot if you yeah. wear that much eyeliner in the early 2000s. Yeah. Or now. Yeah. Um, so that was something interesting that I was thinking about earlier, just project uh, – like witnessing uh-huh. my timeline i was about to say linear but that's not true it's not true uh just throughout the use of that You're word with green day yeah my progression. i thought it was fun. i thought it was kind of a neat anecdote yeah. um well that's all i got yep uh listen to green day or old green day i don't know what the fuck they're doing now but you should go back and listen to american and day. listen to us on apple podcasts you as should well listen as spotify to us you uh, find Stitcher, our podcast stick book prod network um anything we've been if it's gay we play i've yeah. been hannah that's been Kai. i've been time you can find us on social media and tell us about your life or whatever find us on social media on instagram facebook and, and twitter, twitter at, at gay gamers gay with a z gamers. and G-A-Y- one of my favorite g-a-m-e-r-z twitter users uh reposted one of our um replies to their uh comment actually uh Fuck coffee yeah, spoonie Fuck yeah. i love coffee spoonie very much Fuck and yeah, dude. uh work on twitter Fuck yeah, um, dude. yeah so we're kind of blowing up on twitter right now it's no big deal but anyway hang out should, i we, tweet we yeah uh we respond to messages we enjoy getting yes. messages it makes us feel really like genuinely really good as people to get messages yes um and so yeah and it makes us feel really good as people to get itunes reviews so if yeah. you are listening on apple apple podcast and wouldn't mind writing us a review and giving us a rating we'd really really appreciate yeah we that. would and tell your friends and also write into us at if it's gay we play at gmail.com um we would love to hear your thoughts feelings experiences with literally anything that you can conceive of i want to hear uh your thoughts about video games that you want us to play or video games that we have played or your experiences with being gay or you know what the fuck ever i guess yeah totally yeah um thanks to our producer aaron for being our producer and also for our theme song Mm -hmm. thank you to him for running the stick poke prod network you can Mm -hmm. check out the other shows on the network such as no exit it's a podcast i host with erstwhile guest on this podcast wendy and we talk about horror movies and uh wendy tries to scare me because i've never seen most horror movies Mm -hmm. because i used to hate them and now i love them and so watch me learn to love horror uh, genre for the first time and also sometimes get the shit scared out of it's me. beautiful it's very good and then there's also a good podcast it's called by the grace of pod hot, hot. and if you like to laugh uh and you like chaos <laughs> yep stuff like that you and can if you find like, if you like chaos you'll love that podcast and i personally love chaos so producer a, aaron is on that podcast it's a good time whose feet are these mine excellent just the one okay so go to Instagram, go to our highlights, add me on Pokemon Go, um, and keep playing games. And keep being games. And fuck shadow! Goodbye. Bye. Bye.